When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Terror Radio Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, then welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller, old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. This is your host, Keith aka the radio show nerd and tonight I'm going to go back to the basics I love science fiction I love suspense but this is called terror radio and I want all of you to be on the edge of your seats tonight and that's why I have entitled tonight's episode creepy crawlers so Without further ado, this is Terror Radio. The two radio programs featured tonight are my all-time favorite, The Hall of Fantasy, and Lights Out. We're going to start off with the radio play entitled The Crawling Thing. And this was featured on The Hall of Fantasy. It was directed by Leroy Ollinger and it was written and produced by the creator of the Hall of Fantasy series, Richard Thorne. It was first broadcasted on May 18, 1953 and was again rebroadcasted that same year on November 16th. The episode tonight is the original broadcast. So, you all know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to the crawling thing. And now, the Hall of Fantasy. again. I know. The mouse is gone. Now, look at the partition between the two pens. There isn't any partition. That's right. And I don't think the partition slipped down between the two cages. 
I think the two holders for it were opened and then the partition slipped down. But that means you're in darkness, Spider. With, with intelligence. Yes, that's right. Remember what I said earlier? What would happen if the yes quantity also enlarged the ability of the brain to think? Well, it's happened. That spider will kill. It can think. That hairy, crawling thing can think. In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Crawling Thing. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Crawling Thing. Quite by chance, I've come upon this little diary of Emery's. The mirror of a man's mind. I shall read you only those parts which concern the experiment. The months which brought him into contact with his ultimate death. Oh, yes. It begins on this page. July 7th. Today I met Dr. Henry Sindler. I've always recognized him to be one of the greatest research men in this field. I applied for the position of his assistant. I only hope that he accepted me. It will be a great opportunity for me if I manage to get the position. I remember when he walked out to meet me. I take it that you are Mr. Bolton? Yes. Sindler, Dr. Henry Sindler. Yes, I know. Uh, please sit down, Mr. Bolton. It distresses me to see a man like you nervous and shaky. I'm not going to hurt you. Well, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, now, you no doubt are aware that I drive my assistants to a state of utter exhaustion, that I expect quite a good deal from them? Yes, I'm aware of that, Dr. Sindler. Yes, all right, good. And thank you for you for coming to see me, Mr. Bolton. I have many other applicants to see before the day is over. If you are accepted, we will notify you. The Dr. Sindler... That is all, Mr. Bolton. Good afternoon. July 11th, I was accepted. He called me this morning and said that he had chosen me to fill the position. Yesterday, I felt sure that I'd been rejected and almost accepted the position with Gates, but something held me back. I am to see him tonight for dinner. This is Donna Atwell, Mr. Bolton, another member of the research team. How do you do? It's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Atwell. Will you join us in the martini? Yes, certainly. The laboratory up in the mountains should be completed by the end of this month. I have a few things to clear up here before we start on this new research. I imagine you're willing to live with me and the rest of my staff? Oh, yes. By all means, Dr. Sindler. Yes, excellent. I'm very interested in knowing what we're going to do. Tell him, Donna. Dr. Sindler is endeavoring to discover a method by which he can make plants and animals larger. Larger? Yes, Emery. Well, how? Every living thing, be it plant or animal, gives off electricity to a greater or lesser degree. By means of the electroencephalograph, science has already discovered the human brain gives off small microvolts of electricity. When a man becomes angry, this charge is strengthened. With the increased flow of electricity, his physical strength is also increased. Dr. Sindler is looking for the chemical which is released into a man's body, along with adrenaline, which gives a man this added strength and which also increases the microvolts of electricity. I see. Your cocktail. Allow me to propose a toast to our work together. May we have success. July 23rd, the laboratory is finally completed. Sinver and I are going up by car tomorrow. I am impatient to begin. July 24th, 
We arrived shortly after noon today. I'll take you on a tour of the building later, Emery. Now I want you to meet the others. Donna, will you and Dr. Henderson come into my office, please? Yes, Dr. Sindler. Besides the four of us, the only other persons in the building are the cook and janitor. I dislike having too many people engaged on one problem. You understand, of course. Certainly. Miss Atwell and Dr. Henderson have been my colleagues on several other occasions. Well, the building is perfect, Henry. Yes, Henry, they've certainly given us everything to work with this time. Emery Bolton, this is Dr. Paul Henderson. You already know Miss Atwell. How do you do? Glad to have you with us, Bolton. Emery, you are to work on the effects of the unknown chemical which is released into the body at moments of anger or peril along with adrenaline. I shall try to isolate the chemical. You are to discover what effect it has upon the nerves and brain. August 4th, Sindler has isolated the chemical. He calls it the strength quantity or S quantity. He fed some to a lab mouse. How much time has passed since the injection? Three hours, Dr. Sindler. Let's look at the pen. I hope we have more success this time. I think we will. Maybe I'm wrong, but the mouse does seem to be larger. It is larger, Donna. Then we found the formula. We can't be too sure if it's safe. The other subjects died. Dr. Sindler. Yes? How large will the animal grow? We have no idea of knowing that, my dear. Do you think there's any possibility of growing too large? What do you mean? We're changing the size of that animal beyond all proportion to what nature has evolved. Do you think there's any possibility of the subject growing too large for us to handle? That mouse there might grow into some hideous monster that, that could destroy us all. Back now to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Crawling Thing. I'm here in this seemingly deserted laboratory. In my hands, I hold the diary of Emery Bolton. Though there's nothing in his words that should cause me to feel any alarm, still there's something, something I feel that causes me to look back over my shoulder into the shadows. I continue with the diary. August 5th. The animal is three times its normal size. It's killed two other mice. Emily. Yes? How is your part of the research cutting? I've written it down for you. Here. Mm. Let me see. The effect of the S quantity increases the microvolts of electricity, and we go on. Dr. Sindler. Yes, what is it, Donna? Paul wants you in the isolation room immediately. Why? What's wrong? I don't know. He just told me to get you. Oh, come with us, Emery. I wonder what's happened. We'll know in a minute. What is it, Paul? Henry, the mouse died a few minutes ago. What? Yes. As you know, the S quantity has an immense effect on metabolism. I imagine the animal isn't able to stand the strain. What are we going to do? We'll try it again. Failure may mean nothing. Perhaps the animal was sick. We're not sure that the strength quantity will kill. August 9th. Cinder told us to feed the S quantity to another mouse and also to one of the large, hairy banana spiders, a member of the deadly tarantula family, in the cage next to the mouse. I was with Henderson when the feeding began. Open the cage door. Right. I'll set the food in here like this. All right, close the door. Mm -hmm. Now the other one. Open the cage door. All right. 
There. That'll do it. Paul, do you think the spider will react to it? I don't know. I imagine so. Spider, I... What's the matter? <laughs> Ever since I was a small child, I've, I've hated them. I get nervous whenever I see one. This type, especially. You're a scientist, Paul. You should be completely objective in this experiment. I know I should, but that spider, that hairy, crawling thing, I, I wish I could forget my fear and hatred of them, but I, I can't. They always seem so cold. A person feels that they have an unearthly, inhuman intelligence behind their beady little eyes. Of course, that's not possible. I think it's just the same. I wonder if the S quantity will also increase the size of the brain. And its ability to think. Still, August 9th, four hours later, the mouse has increased slightly in size, but the growth of the spider has been amazing. Its size has been more than trebled. It's almost as large as a child's fist. August 10th, three in the morning. Henderson woke me and went into the isolation room where the mouse and spider were kept in a double cage. Be quiet. I don't want to wake the others. Look at the cages. Now, what do you... The mouse. What happened to the mouse? Let's go over to the cage. The spider has doubled in size again. I know. And the mouse is gone. Now, look at the partition between the two pens. There isn't any partition. That's right. It slipped or was moved down to the bottom of the cage. Then that means that the mouse and the spider had nothing to separate them. What happened to the mouse? Don't you know, Emery? Unless... Unless what? Unless the spider... And that's just what happened. Another thing, Emery. I don't think the position slipped down between the two cages. I think that the two holders for it were opened and then the partition slipped down. That means you're endowing the spider with intelligence. Yes, that's right. Remember what I said earlier? Would it happen if the S quantity also enlarged the ability of the brain to think? Well, it has happened. That spider will kill. It can think. That hairy, crawling thing can think. August 10th, forenoon. I didn't get much of a chance to see Sindler before 11. When I did, I discovered Henderson had already told him what had happened in the isolation room. And you know about the spider. Yes, Emery, I do. Henderson told me earlier. What do you think about it? Think? What do you mean? Don't you think we ought to destroy it? Destroy it? Of course not. This may be what we're looking for, Emery. This may lead us to success. But, Dr. Sindler, it might be dangerous. Yes, it might be. But you remember that the development of the atomic bomb was dangerous. And so is the research going on in countless laboratories across the nation, across the world, Emery. That spider has intelligence, Dr. Sindler. A crafty, cunning intelligence. Yes, I know that. We have found a new formula to increase the intelligence and size of an animal. And, Emery, it will increase man's intelligence, too. Our contribution to the science of the world will be invaluable. There's nothing to worry about, absolutely nothing. August 15th. The spider has grown so large that it cannot be kept in the cage anymore. The isolation room is its pen now. It has the run of the entire room. It's as large as a large dog. I must admit that every time I enter the isolation room, I'm nervous lest that thing should attack me. But it generally stays over in one corner of the room. Apparently, it has no desire to harm us. August 25th. 
Donna and I are taking a stroll outside the laboratory. Emery. Yes? Emery, I've, I've been with Dr. Simbert for several years. And all that time, he's never made a mistake. That is, up to now. What do you mean, Donna? I think he's created something that will only bring evil. That will only... Oh, I wish I had the words to express myself. I know exactly how you feel, Donna. I've talked to him about this before. I'm going to talk to him again when we get back. I wish you would, Emery. I wish you would. What are you doing in here, Emery? I want to talk to you, Dr. Sindler. Can't it wait till later? No. That noise, what... It's the sound of the spider as it moves closer to us. What did you want to say, Emery? I'll be quite frank about it, sir. I think we should destroy it. Why, that's nonsense, Emery. No, it's not. It's true we may learn something. It's true that we may even succeed in our research. But let's start over again. Let's experiment with something else, something that doesn't look like a monstrous throwback to a prehistoric age. Crawls and slides across the floor with its large, beady eyes always open, staring at you. Let's destroy it. What's the matter coming towards us? Come with me, Harry. Quickly, sir. The creature. It was crawling towards us. I wonder if it can understand us. I wonder if it knows what we're saying. Either that or it sensed that I was urging its destruction. Maybe I'm wrong, Henry. I feel there's something malevolent about that spider. I get the feeling that it's waiting for the right moment. Waiting for the time when it will kill us. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Crawling Thing. I am beginning to feel some of the terror that Emery Bolton must have felt. I'm beginning to feel the presence of the crawling thing about which he writes through the words upon these pages. The diary continues. September 8th. The cook and janitor left today. If we remain here, we'll be forced to do all the work they did. Henderson has been acting queerly. It's a strange, haunted look to his eyes. He barely eats at all. Either he's ill physically... Or mentally. What's the matter with you, Paul? What do you mean? You, you look ill. You're not yourself. Can you be yourself, Henry? That crawling monster in the isolation room? Well, can you? No, not exactly. Let me tell you something, Henry. My dreams, I see it. My dreams in the dead of night. I, I see those beady eyes looking for me. Trying to pierce the darkness. And I feel drawn to it. As if it hypnotizes me. I feel that I'm caught in its web. Just like a fly, Henry. Just like a fly. It's only your imagination. I'm not insane if that's what you think. I'm quickly being driven there. Did you ever look at those eyes for any length of time, Henry? Did you ever see the hatred and loathing and evil mirrored in them? I'm not imagining it. I see it. When the opportunity comes, I'm going to destroy it. Sindler or no Sindler, I swear to you... I'll kill it! October 10th. Henderson has been so quiet lately that I know he has some plan in his mind. Some plan that will culminate in the destruction of the spider. Sindler hasn't noticed any change in Henderson. He's engrossed in his work. October 16th. 
Henderson whispered to me this evening that tonight he will kill the spider. I sit in my room and write this, with only the desk lamp lit. It is almost 11 o'clock now. I have the feeling that the moment is drawing near. I heard it. What happened? I don't know. I think we may find the answer in the isolation room. Come with me. You don't mean that Henderson went in there alone. I'm afraid he did. But that's against all my orders. Why would he want to go in there? Let's kill it. What do you mean? He hated and feared the spider. We'll see what happened right now. Here's the key. We don't need it. The door's open. Turn on the light. Good heavens. Back. Back to the other side of the room. It seems to, to understand you, Dr. Sim. Probably from the tone of my voice. Now, to examine Henderson. He's dead. Dead? Yes. After all, in the spider's original size, the poison could kill a man. Here, give me a hand. Help me get him out of here. All right. Look out! The spider's coming towards you. Help me with Henderson. Hurry! All right. Let's get out of here. Hurry, hurry! Lock the door, Donna. Yes, of course. I don't want that thing to get out of that room. Don't you think we should destroy it? No! Henderson was a fool. He went in there to kill the spider. I think the spider sensed it. That's why Henderson's dead. We are still going on with the experiment. October 17th, we buried Henderson in the graying light of dawn. Even Sindler was quiet. October 18th, I am in charge of feeding it. Donna and I were in the isolation room today when a curious thing happened. Emery, look. What's wrong? The spider. It's crawling over to the table where the S quantity is. Under it. If what? The spider's trying to get more of the S quantity. Stop growing now because we stopped the injection. If it were to get more of the serum, it would grow larger. Going to get that bottle and take it out of here. Be careful, Emery. Don't worry, I will. Look out! It's... Maybe we better get out of here. Oh, it's going towards the table. We have to stop it. We can't. It's lifting one of its legs. What is it trying to do? Get the bottle, Donna. The bottle of serum. Knock the bottle to the floor. It's going to drink that serum. Let's get out of here. You're right. What are we going to do, Andy? I don't know. I don't know. I heard some commotion down here. What's the matter? Spider just got through knocking the bottle of chemical serum to the floor. But that means that it'll grow larger. I told you we should destroy that thing in there. Now it's too late. We don't know how large it'll get. Be quiet. I have to think. That's right. Use your mind now, Cinder, when it's too late. We had a chance to destroy it earlier, but no, you wouldn't have any of that. A man of science, that's what you are. But you're a fool, too, Cinder. A stupid, misguided fool. That thing in there can kill us all. Trying to break the door down. We'd better barricade that door. If we don't, it'll break it down in a matter of seconds. October 24th. Six terrifying days have passed. The creature in the isolation room is out of all proportion. Though we've barricaded it. The door is weakening. It won't hold up much longer. I called Frank today. We can't leave that thing alone. If it were to get loose, we must destroy it. Cinder has a plan. 
We've placed explosives just outside the door. It'll give way any minute now. It's only a matter of time now. When it breaks down the door and comes through that doorway, the explosive will automatically go off. I hope we're successful. Why don't we just leave? We can't do that. We have to see it destroyed. That's the only way we can be sure. What if... If the explosive does not kill it, I... I don't know what will. The door is starting to give. It's starting to come through. entry in the diary was marked October 24th at 7 in the morning. In my mind, I've reconstructed what must have happened after that last entry. There is evidence all around me of the death and destructive power of that hairy, crawling thing. It must have left the building after what happened. I'd better get back to the city and notify the... front of me. Something so large. Gigantic. Gigantic eyes looming up at me. I can't move. Ah! So runs tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. So, did that story make the back of your neck tingle? <laughs> Our next radio play is entitled Spider, and this comes from the uber popular Lights Out radio program. It was written and directed by the great Arch Obler. It was first broadcast on June 8th, 1938, and was rebroadcasted on May 18th, 1943, during the second revival of Lights Out. The episode tonight is the original broadcast. So, you know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to Spider. Let's see. 
Hey. You don't have to shout. Not really. Hey, look, 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 look at this one. Look at him, I tell you. Uh, another butterfly. Yeah, look at these wings. Look at him. Better if it had wings big as an airplane to take us out of this hellhole. I bet I'll get ten francs for this one. <laughs> if we get out of the jungle alive. Oh, I'll get out. Ah, you mean we? You wouldn't leave me here? I don't worry, Dixie. If you get in this with me, you'll get out of it with me. Let's go sit down. Until the ants begin to eat you. Oh, cut it out, will you? Can't you do anything to sing the blues? Oh, I suppose I should be happy. I should sing a song because the sun is burning me up because the insects bite me. Because I'm here in this devil's hole, half the world away from my home. Cut it out. Is that like it any better than you do? Our only chance, see? That's when these bugs are our only chance to get a dog and get out of here. But the sun... Do you think the sun's any colder working in the mind? Do you think the sun's any colder sitting out there on the beach carrying a out of there every time they see a boat heading back? Tell you, Dixie, the jungle's the only chance we have to get out of here. And by the devil, I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Not know what you say. Our only chance. Sure. Now snap out of it. In a couple of days like this one, we'll have caught enough of these bugs to head back to the coast. But when will we get through? Listen, Dixie, when I say I'm getting out of here, I'm getting out. But the natives say it. How about I tell you? Nothing's going to stop me. But if we do get out, how do we know that Mr. Renat will buy the butterflies? Listen, he said he would, didn't he? Oh, what a man says. Yeah? Well, why shouldn't he buy them? Gives us a franc apiece and then sells them all over the world for 20 of them. But who would waste money on such things? Don't you know, nothing? Schools, museums. They pay plenty of dough for these jungle butters. But why should anybody... Oh, forget it, I tell you. The air hot enough without you shooting your mouth up all over, all over the time? I right, still, I tell you, forget it. All right. Don't forget it. Yo. I've seen you laugh to yourself, buddy, you laugh. What you thinking? What? I think of what you said before about a butterfly with wings like an airplane. Yeah. Funny, ain't it? Two big guys like you and me. Guys that shot the woods from arson and murder. Both of us depended on what? To get us out of the jungle and back to where we came from. Handful of blue and red and purple butterflies. Yeah, that's where it is. Funny, ain't it? Anybody told me a couple of years ago I'd be chasing bugs that I swatted them. Bugs are all the chance I got. Thanks, Rod. You know, it's a funny thing. When I was a kid, I used to chase butterflies, too. Dinky little white ones all around the empty lot and back of the... What's the matter with you, Dixie? What are you staring at? Here. You didn't see it? See what? What is that? See what? Yes? No. No one. Then what? From behind that tree. He looked out at me. He? What are you talking about? Who looked out at you? A spider. And I think it was as large as a dog. Oh, so hot. 
Hey, you used to get nice and cold about this time of night where I used to live. Go. Well, what's the matter? Did I... Did I see it? He's starting that again. But I must have seen it. I must have seen it. It was all so clear that I tell you it was nothing but a monkey hanging there. But I saw... Go on, the heat's flying your brains. Go on to sleep. Yeah. Sleep. I'll try. Okay. Uh, black mosquito got it under the netting. You get it? You no, get it? no. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Another one? Uh, hole in the net and such a man. Uh, I might look it up and fix it. Glass that stuff is falling apart with you. Joe. Joe. Uh, what do you want? Don't go too close to the edge of the clearing. What are you talking about? I'm just going to fix the net and so that... <laughs> Joe, what? Joe, what is it? Joe. Okay. Yeah, but you... You scream. Yeah. Well? Myself, too. Sitting at the edge of the clearing in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Spider as big as a dog. Yeah. 
This is all we've heard of him before. Trap frightened him away. Uh, what have spiders know about traps? Uh, you said yourself they're clever. Now, yeah, fool. You said yourself. That's a and that's all. There's a fear in me. Cold and sharp as you... Wait, huh? Yes, it's clever. It's coming. Stay quiet. Joe, let him go. Quiet, watch him. Don't pull a trap. Quiet. It's looking at us. With this step on it, being right on you. There. I got it. I got it. Oh, look at it, Dixie. Trap. That's mine. The biggest spider in creation. I'll get all the money I need. Oh. Well, Dixie, what's the matter with you? Come on, why don't you say something? Crap. And it doesn't move. Just looks as. Caught the big fella? <laughs> three. Yeah, three days. You haven't said it. You're telling me. What do you... Because I'm playing it smart. Pretty soon that thing won't be caring much about anything. And I'm going to slip a bottom in that cage and off we go. They say such creatures can live for a long time without eating. No, not when they're that size. I figure they're sitting out there in that sun all day. Well, in about a week it won't care much whatever we do with it. How could such a creature be? What do you mean, how could it be? You're looking at it, ain't you? But such a spider. <laughs> it's there. That's all that means anything to me. But such a giant creature. That's it. It's a giant, ain't it? Well, you've seen giant human beings in circuses, haven't you? But they just happen, that's all. That's the way this spider happened. So black. Yeah. It's a midnight special, ain't it? Those big, hairy legs. Once I saw an octopus, a devilfish. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. This one looks like a, a five-man devilfish, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not make a billboard at a circus sideshow. Will we clean up? The legs are strength and must hurt. Mm-hmm, not when I get sure. Look at it, Joe, be honest. Huh? Isn't there a strange fascination when you look at it closer? What are you talking about? It's us. Well, how this shut So what? As if there was a thought behind it. You start that again. All these three days it sits there so quietly. It's eyes like burning flames just watching. Cut it out. Cut it out. If it is thinking. I'm afraid of what it is thinking. couldn't take it anymore. He's off looking for a cool spot. But me? Uh, he don't want to leave you alone, Spider. <laughs> he didn't want to leave my meal ticket. You're going to be a big-time attraction on the boardwalk in some big-time circus, Spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a screwy-looking thing, Spider. They don't believe you when they see you. 
The fella is going to cost them plenty before they do see it. Hey, Spider. How'd you move? Spider. Not dead. Get a stick. Spider. Bless you, you're not dead. You can't be dead. It's been only a week since. You can't be dead. You're my chance. You can't be dead. Curled up with your legs over you. Rest your move. We can't see that. Let go. Let go me. The bastard devil. You fool me. Let go. Let go of my arm. Get away. Let go. Let's see. Let's see. Got something. What? Body. Oh. 
you, but how... What? Back in the camp, I'm back in the camp. Cold all night in the circle, back in the camp. But... No. Get out. Get out before I... <laughs> no, no, no. Can't crawl anymore. <laughs> Why do you grab my arm? 
Your other hand, my other arm. Why do your fingers hold my arms so tight? They hurt me. Another arm on my shoulder. Joe, what? Another arm holding my neck. Joe, so many arms. How can it be? Joe, it is you. I see your face, but your eyes bigger and bigger. Sun so strong in my head, burning my head inside. Is that why I see such crazy things, Joe? Joe, why don't you say something? Your eyes bigger and bigger, burning into my head. Now your face is changing. Joe, it is you. Then why doesn't your face... <sighs> Joe, that sound. Your face, your arms. Spider. You are the spider. The spider. Your eyes fooled me, didn't they? Made me think I was seeing Joe, but all the time it was you, Mr. Spider. They're wonderful eyes you have, Mr. Spider. I'm not afraid anymore. It's not a joke. Your black arms pull me close. I see the poison dripping from your fangs. But I'm not afraid. It's very funny. When the worst thing really happens, you're not afraid. I'm not afraid. Your fangs. Closer. Closer. I'm not afraid. I eat. I eat. That's the show for this evening. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can find me on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd or on Twitter at Radio Show Nerd 1. And if you want to drop me a line, make a suggestion, a request, hey, even a critique, feel free to email me at radioshownerd at gmail.com and I do have a YouTube page now unfortunately I wasn't able to backlog and transfer all my past episodes onto video so as for now there are a good three videos on the channel but if you could check it out subscribe like the videos it would be highly appreciated and in the near future I plan on doing more with the channel baby steps here folks but again this is your host Keith aka the radio show nerd signing off